St. John's Nation, thank you for once again tuning in to St. John's Missionary Baptist Church Podcast. This podcast is titled The Urgency of Salvation from our own Pastor Michael H. L. Robinson Sr. Also, as a reminder, on November the 21st, St. John's Missionary Baptist Church will be hosting a drive-through Thanksgiving meal giveaway from 11:30 to 2:30 at 715 Winding Road in Kingston, Georgia. So come by and get your free meal and like always be blessed. somebody out of the jaws of the lion, Father God. We say we thank you, Lord God. Now, God, I ask you that you just cover me as I speak and use your word. And I ask even now, even in conference with your Holy Spirit, that you are seen and heard in this conversation. Son Jesus' name, in Jesus' name, amen, amen. We bless God this morning, amen. And once again, we thank you for tuning in. We hope you've invited everyone, amen. We just hope you have invited all your Facebook friends, amen. Just unlike the parties and the dinners where your your parents would um where your parents would actually actually send the send your friends home, amen, before you had dinner because they didn't want to give them no food, amen. We're craving the parents, amen. Um, and also when you got ready to set your curtains, you would be late, amen. Sometimes you send folk home at this point. We don't want to send anybody home. We want to invite everybody to come in. We want to invite everybody in. As we make ourselves ready for offering, a couple things we will offer and we look forward to good about it. Um, we do ask that you pray for the Robertson. Um, Minister Raymond Robertson, folks in Georgia, member of St. Matthew's Missionary Baptist Church. He passed away um, a few days ago. He was paralyzed on the on Saturday in Colchin at Bailey Cemetery in Colchin, Georgia. It was a Saturday at 11 o'clock. They will have a visitation Friday evening. Please keep the family of Raymond Roberts in prayer. Amen. And that shows the brevity of life. Um, the brother is doing good. I know Austin, God helped this was carrying on something. So make sure you put in Austin's name into this offering. Amen. Amen. As well, we're going to receive our offering. God reminds us of this good word that it's more better for us to give than to receive. And I'm here to tell you this morning that if you're in a position to give, help somebody, do it without being ungrudgeful or miserable or having any remorse, but give, God will bless you, amen, amen, so this time I'm going to receive our tithe and our offering, you can give on Giveify, um, you go to our website, you can also give on Spotify, amen, amen, and you can give on Facebook, so take the opportunity now to go ahead and give, amen, we'll give you about a minute and a half to get that done, amen, amen.
shall be lovers of their own selves, covetous, boasters, proud, blasphemers, blasphemers, disobedient to parents, unthankful, unholy, without natural affection, truth breakers, false accusers, incontinent, fierce, despisers of those that are good, traitors, heady, high-minded, lovers of pleasure, more than lovers of God, having a form of godliness, but denying the power thereof. From such turn away. For this sort are they which creep into houses, and lead captive silly women laden with sins, led away with godless lust, ever learning and never able to come to the knowledge of the truth. Now at Janus and Jambres, which did Moses, so do these also men of corrupt minds, reprobates, concerning the faith. But they shall proceed no further, for their folly shall be manifest to all men, as theirs also was. Amen? Verses 1 through 9 of 2 Timothy chapter 3. I'd like to draw your attention to verse number 1. It says, This also, that in the last days perilous times shall come. Amen. Perilous times shall come. Now, I'm not going to take my thought from that. Uh, but that's where it was going. We're living, truly living in a perilous time. Amen. But my thought this morning is the urgency of salvation. The urgency of salvation. Amen. Once again, the urgency of salvation. Amen. Our hats are off and uh, we thank God that we have ushered in or we're ushering in a, a new day. We have elected a president, amen, to a president-elect, amen, so um, we commend him, as we did with the previous president, because one of the things that we believe is that whenever God allows a man or even a woman to rule, he is allowing it to be, amen, 
some cases it falls within the rubric of boyhood. In other cases, it's something that people desire. Um, last night we saw what people really and truly celebrated, um, yet the voting has not been completely done until it's certified in a few days. Um, but we do commend um, you know, President-elect Joe Biden and his vice president, um, Kamala Harris, amen, amen, about a first day, amen, but we do thank God for them and we pray that God would um, lead them to follow God, amen. But this morning, the urgency of salvation, in this first scripture, we see where Paul is sending warning Timothy of things to come. He says to him, um, know also that in the last days perilous times shall come. And my point this morning in the urgency of salvation as these perilous times, you know, are upon us, amen. Even though this was written over 2,000 years ago, but perilous times shall come. We're living in those times now, and it is more urgent now than ever before that you and I, amen, those who are not believers and those who are believers to hold on, but those who are not believers, that they would grab a hold of God, amen, and allow the God to fill them with the Holy Spirit and to save them, amen. It's an urgent matter. But Paul, at his impending departure, and Paul, at the conclusion of his life, he sit down and start telling young Timothy some things he needs to look out for, amen. And quite often we'll find at the end of someone's life, amen, at least in past times, they would gather the family around and they would talk to them about the things to come. Quite often, amen, they'll talk about the skeletons in the closet, amen, they'll talk about the elephants in the room. They'll talk about the things that people just did not want to hear while they're around, but something about a dying person, individuals have a little bit of respect and they're willing to listen to them at this time. So Paul is at his departure and he's warning Timothy about the things to come. Um, he's telling Timothy, amen, um, that he may make Timothy aware of the composition of those who he serves, amen, where Timothy is, the overseer. So he's letting him know, amen, Timothy, everyone who dons the doors of this church, amen, of this fellowship, they're not all saved, amen. And amen, even today, amen, the word holds true, amen, everyone who dons the doors of the church, amen, everyone who comes on Facebook, amen, say amen, um, and saying hallelujah when you're preaching the word of God or when you're singing and giving glory to God, they are not necessarily saved, amen. We're not standing this morning to judge anyone, but we're doing this Paul, amen. We're warning you, amen, of the composition of people that you're around. The Lord reminds me, amen, through the word of God, amen, that we're to know those whom we labor among, amen. Amen. It is not so we can put them out of the church. Now, y'all hear me good, church, amen. It is not that we can put those out of the church who are not believers, amen, because only believers came into the church. Then the word of God is not being fulfilled as we saw it over in Acts chapter 2, where he said, amen, that the Lord added to the church daily such as should be saved, amen. God saw a sinning folk, amen, to the church who needed to be saved, amen. So instead of us always reaching out, amen, to those who we know are believers in God, those we know on the roster, someone, reach out to somebody, amen, who you know is living a wretched life. Reach out to somebody who looked like you used to look, amen, before you got to the y'all know how you look, amen. Amen. They, they smell the way you used to smell, amen. You reek of sin, amen. You reek of boo. You reek of all this stuff. Amen. Reach out to them, folks, and bring them into the church. Now, I'm waiting for God to front. We're waiting on them, amen. Amen. But with that, amen, he's warning them about the composition of the church, amen. But again, Timothy is overseer. Also, I mean, he's letting them know, amen. Here is the state of man. 
see the crazy things before the advent of the Lord, amen, before the Lord's second coming, before he returns, you're going to see some things happen, amen. If you're a believer, I remind you this morning, amen, that if you are a believer, you're going to have trouble in this life. Well, if we didn't have trouble, amen, we're hunking down and we're trying to stay here, amen. Since I've seen many folk, amen, they get to the end of the road, amen, and they're doing all they can to stay, amen, all in their life, amen, they talk, Brother Chuck, amen, about waiting to see God, amen. I can't wait to see him face to face. But now when God is calling you home, you're doing everything you can to stay right here, amen. But he's warning him about those people that are around him. It was not, amen, then and it should not be now, amen, that we're foreigners, amen, talking about the, the, the state of man. Too often we're living in a kinder, gentler world where somebody's messing up, amen. It is wrong for to tell them that you're on the wrong path. We're supposed to encourage them, well, baby, you the best you can. Baby, you do what you think is right in your mind, amen. Well, our ways are not God's ways, amen. His are not ours. So if I'm doing what's right in my mind, amen, that means I'm on that wide path which would lead to destruction, amen. And if no one, amen, especially the believers, those who are blood flawed, amen, those who are washed in the blood of God, if they don't tell me I'm on the wrong road, amen, we got a problem, amen. Guess what? Not only am I in trouble, amen, but you're in trouble because you allowed me to go down that wrong road, amen. God said, if you don't tell them, the blood is on your hand, amen. But he warns Paul, amen, and he lets them know, amen, that salvation is urgent. You need to get folks saved now. You need to get right with God now. Don't wait until tomorrow, amen. Um, notice, if you will, amen, if you go over to Genesis, amen, chapter 49, um, somewhere around verse 1, amen, you'll see what Jacob gathered all of his boys together. He gathered all of his children together, amen, and he told them, amen, that he wanted them to know, amen, what would befall them in the last day. Here's what he says, amen, and Jacob called unto his sons. That means he called for his sons to come. And unlike now, amen, some of your parents, if you call me your children, baby, I need to be home tomorrow. Mama, I ain't got time for that. You know I got things to do, amen. But these boys, as grown as they were, they put down what they was doing, and they came and they gathered themselves around Jacob. And he said, I want you here now that I can tell you that which shall befall you in the last days, amen. The days that you're going to see after I leave, here's what's going to happen. But notice here, amen, what happened, amen. Jacob, as he's talking to his sons, amen, he went down to London as one by one, from the oldest down to the youngest. So here's how you are. He told them, I ain't tell them all, but he just let them know, amen. Here's the reality of you. You, you. you see yourself as being right in everybody's sight, amen. You see yourself as right in God's, amen. But let me tell you about the dirt you've done, amen, that I know about, amen. You need to get yourself right, amen. He's standing down there and told them all that would happen. And then he told Judah, amen, how he had this greatness upon his life, amen. That's the way we need to be, man. Don't wait, amen, until you're out here and leave somebody something written down, amen. Tell them now what's going on. Why they can look in your eyeballs. They can look down in your soul and say, oh, he mean what he said, amen. So Jacob gathered his sons around, and he told them all that would befall them in the last day. And notice what Paul says, amen. Paul tells Timothy, amen, this know also. That means, amen, I've told you a few things already. See, just like Jacob, amen, Paul had already told Timothy about some specific people who had walked away from the gospel, amen. We know folk like that, amen. They're walking contrary to the Lord, amen. As long as you allow them to do whatever they want to do in church, it's okay. But once you tell them, hey, thus says the Lord, here's what the word says, amen. 
Then they decide to walk away. And, but here, I mean, he's telling Timothy in general what happened. He'd already told them specifics, but not just in general, here's what's going to happen. Here's how men are, amen. So with that, Timothy sits and listens, amen. Timothy listens to what he is being told. Why? Because Timothy realized, amen, he had to be a good steward of the word. He had to be one who was able to listen. Amen. Y'all hear me good now. Amen. If you're going to be a good teacher, amen, if you're going to be a good leader, amen, you've got to be a good follower. Amen. If you're a bad follower, what makes you think, amen, you're going to be a good leader, amen? You are not a leader unless you got somebody following you, amen. And if you find yourself, amen, giving commands and walking all by yourself, and look like ain't nobody behind you, you ain't leading nobody, amen. You can't lead yourself, amen. But with that, amen, you've got to be a good follower. What does that mean? That means I'm willing to listen. And Timothy was willing to listen to everything that Paul told him. Notice, he didn't question. He, as Paul told him earlier, amen, and later, amen, he told him how and what individuals needed to be if they were going to lead the church, amen. He told him these things, and guess what Timothy did? Timothy, I, I can see him now. He's just sitting there. What did he say on Paul? Tell him a little more, Paul. I need to hear this, amen. That's what happened if you're going to be a great leader. Notice what happened, amen. Even with Caleb and Joshua, look at Joshua, man, as Moses is about to leave, he's following Moses everywhere, listening at everything Moses said to him. When Moses went up to the mountain to talk to God, he told Caleb, and not, not Caleb, he told Joshua to stay right here. Joshua sat at the foot of the mountain and waited, and waited, and waited, and waited. See, nowadays, I mean, we're so impatient, I mean, we've got to have it right here, right now. And oh, by the way, if I don't understand what you're doing, you ain't going to listen. I don't know what you're doing. I ain't got no part. I need to go pray about that thing. No, you never find Joshua telling Moses, I need to go pray about it. Joshua always listen. Notice it word. Look at Elijah and Elisha, amen. And Elijah following around. He did everything Elijah needed, amen. And if someone, amen, tried to offend Elijah, Elijah was ready to cut him down, amen. But nowadays, well, I guess he deserved that. But if you're going to be a good leader, you've got to be a good follower, amen. You've got to be a good listener. There's a reason God gave us two ears and one mouth, amen, so we can listen a little bit more than we talk. But so many folk, amen, their mouth just run and run and run, amen. Maybe you got that, that, that energetic bunny going back, amen, and it just won't stop. I remember running the MC, they said, homeboy, you talk too much. Woo! You never shut up. Homeboy, you talk too much. Church, it's time for the start. Stop talking and start listening to what the Word of God is saying and listen to what the Spirit of God is saying and stop talking so much. Find yourself, give you a place where you can sit down and listen to what the Lord is saying, amen. The Bible tells us, amen, he that has an ear, let him hear what the Spirit says unto the church. Are you listening to what God is telling you today? God is saying it is time for us to get right. But how do you get right, amen? you got to hear the Word of God. It says faith comes by hearing and hearing by the Word of God. And how can you hear unless you have a preacher? And how can he preach unless he be sent? That's the word of God. But Paul is warning Timothy. He says, get, get where you're going, preacher man. Get where you're going this month. He says, this know also. Verse 20, Paul has already given Timothy some instruction in the previous chapter. 
He said, now I told you these things. Now I got some deeper things to tell you. Notice what happens every now and then. If you're a student of learning, amen, you'll find yourself in a classroom, amen, and the teacher's telling the whole masses, they know what Christ did. He told the masses a whole lot. But then, amen, he had that inner circle that had dragged off by themselves, and he taught them a little deeper. Notice when he taught, amen, to the masses, he would say a parable. But then he got his disciples together. He got those 12 together. He would explain to them what he was talking about. The same thing with a classroom setting, amen. We find ourselves learning, amen, and the teachers say, I see that glimmering eye. You want to know more. You want more. You want more. And I see it, amen. So teach, why didn't you tell me? They don't want it. They don't want it, so I'm not going to waste my breath and my time on it. But you want other Paul is doing it, amen. But it says, this no also. I've told you something, but here's the way you matter. That in the last days, the last days, what does that mean, brother preacher? That means, amen, the time right before Christ comes back, where he's speaking of. But at the same time, he's talking about his last day. Amen. I've got some things I've been holding on to. I couldn't say it all, but I've got to say it now, and you've got to listen, amen. Last days, what does it mean, amen? Yep, Christ is coming back, amen. But guess what, amen? As I told you, you got a brother who already passed away. you got a brother who already passed away. Your last days are right here, right now, and you just don't realize. So, therefore, you've got to realize that your last days are here now, and you've already seen your perilous time, but you did not take heed to God, and therefore, amen, there is not laid up for you a crown of righteousness. However, if you were the one that did listen, amen, you realize, amen, that salvation is urgent because you had no idea when you learned to check out. Christ, amen, told the disciples, amen, no man knows the day nor the hour when the Son of Man is coming back. And no man knows that. Not him, not the angels in heaven, or nobody on earth. No one knows that. And by the same token, amen, no one knows when they're checking out of here. There's some folk who are determined that they're going to live a wretched, raunchy life, do everything they want, and they're going to get right at the last possible minute. You didn't watch too many of them, them shows where these guys driving these cars, and they're driving 100 miles an hour, it don't make sense. And all of a sudden, they laugh, they jump out the car, and the car goes over the cliff. James Bond did it, yeah, I can do it. That's what they think about life, amen. I can live any way I want to, and at the last minute, I can get out of my mess. At the last minute, I can get into the church. At the last minute, amen, I can get on that glory train. At the last minute, I can call on the name of the Lord, and he's going to say, me. you don't know the date or the hour when the Son of Man's coming back. You don't know the date or the hour when God is going to call your number. You don't know, brothers and sisters, when your number will be up, amen. Therefore, salvation is urgent. You need it now. It's imminent. You've got to get it now. It's important. If you don't get it now, you may walk out the door and then God will be able to train right on your behalf. Now, in Jacksonville, you may walk out the door and a car hit you, amen. It just happened yesterday, amen. You don't know what's going to happen. So you've got to get right. But it's one attempt. That means I've told you some things. But he also told me the last days. And I explained to you what the last things are. But he said, perilous times shall come. Perilous times, amen. It's the time that are full of danger and risk. We find now that men, women, boys, girls, black, white, Jews, Gentiles, amen, Asian, amen, Puerto Ricans, folk all over the world, amen, they're living, amen, a riotous life. They're living, amen, as if, amen, they've got another day. They're living as if tomorrow is guaranteed or promised. But 
I'm here to tell you, man, tomorrow is not promised to nobody, amen, and the times are perilous, amen. They're dangerous times we're living in. Oh, slow it down, just love and talk, amen, about the current things, amen. Notice, amen, when, when we first elected the current president, amen, folk were rowdy, they were upset, they were scared, amen, and they found themselves praying and crying out to God. Because they find themselves doing it, amen. I don't have never had any, but I've been praying three, four times a day. That's what they tell me. They've been praying and praying and praying. And now I watch, amen. And thank God, amen, for God allowing it to be what it is, amen. But we cannot find out the over celebrating somebody, amen, and taking our eyes off of God, amen, because things seem to get better. They say, and the last thing they're going to say, peace, peace, and there is no peace, amen. You cannot have peace short of having the Messiah back reigning and ruling. If you don't have a king, you cannot have peace. I'm talking about if you don't have the king of kings, the Lord of lords, amen, the Lord of glory, you cannot have no peace. But we found, amen, that people were celebrating. They were partying. They were dancing, amen. They were having a good time. And Christ says, amen, that's where it's going to be in the last days before he returns. I mean, just like in the days of Noah, they were married. they wanted to do. And all of a sudden, here he comes. The Lord reminds me, amen, of the parable of the ten virgins. There was five wise, and there was five foolish, amen, that showed the state of man. You're going to have a good one, and you're going to have a bad one, amen. The wise, amen, they made them so great. They took their oil, they put it up, amen, and they waited, amen, for the bridegroom to come. But the foolish, amen, they went out and they put this new paraphrase in my commentary. They went out and they parted. They did all they wanted to do, amen, and all of a sudden, here comes the bridegroom. And they said, hey, hey, give us some of your oil, amen, so we can light on. They said, oh, no, no, if I give you mine, I might not have enough for me, amen. That's where it is now, amen. Folk are living their best life. They're living life to the fullest, doing everything they can because they think they have forever. Those are perilous times. But Paul tells them, perilous times shall come. And then he describes these men, these men, the attributes, amen, the attitudes. He said they're going to be lovers of their own self. That means before you help me, you're going to make sure you got everything you need. Now realize, amen, God told them in the Mount of Peter, amen, over in Acts chapter 2, he said that at the day of Pentecost, amen, when the Spirit was fully come, amen, and the preaching had come, amen, and folk had got saved, that they had all things common. See, if, if, if you had something, I didn't have a need. If I had something, you didn't have a need, amen. If one has it, all of us have it, amen. And here's the thing about it, amen. If you throw together what you have for the good of the people, amen, God will bless it, God will increase, and you'll find just like the widow woman, amen, the oil will never, ever run out. You will never, ever have a need because God will take care of you even in these perilous times. But it warns Timothy, amen, they're going to be lovers of themselves. Think for yourself, amen. I pray that's not you, amen. They're going to be covetous. They're going to be boasters. They're going to be proud. They're going to be blasphemers. They will not acknowledge that God is God, and besides him, there is none other. I looked at a documentary a couple of weeks ago, and it blew my mind. I knew there was people that were lovers of money. I knew this, amen. I knew they loved money so much, amen. It was crying out for them in the pulpit. Give us your money, amen. Not that it can help people. Not that the ministry no more. They did it, amen, that they can live these high lives, amen. They can look good. They can ride in the Rolls Royce. They can have these big ranches and cars, amen. Their families look good. $20,000 hotel room. They were doing these things, amen. But here, amen, 
going to his own center this year. His broadcast for us not to be disobedient to our parents. They're unthankful. And worse yet, they're unholy. That means they don't have God in them. They have a form of godliness, but they're denying the power and the presence thereof. They're traitors. They're headed to Haman. They love the pleasures more than the love of God. Find yourself, church. Are you loving God more than you love yourself, or do you love yourself more than you love God? Are you putting anything before God? God says, I am a jealous God. That means that I will have no other God. You should have no other God before me. Are you finding yourself, church, having a God before Jehovah Jireh, a God before the creator of the universe? Are you finding that? Well, no, sweet, you ain't bound down to nobody. Sometimes it's self. Sometimes it's husband. Sometimes it's wife. Sometimes it's children. And oh, by the way, sometimes we can put the church ahead of God. We find ourselves going through all the rituals and all of the different things that we've been passed down, amen, and we don't have any room for God. And I told you, invite these folk, amen, who just don't know God, amen, they look the way you use them, invite them in, amen, but too often, amen, we don't have room for them. They don't look like me. They don't smell like me. They're a different color. Man. They got different beliefs. They're sinners. I don't want them around me. Why? Because you're afraid you're going to go back to where you used to be. If God has delivered you, if God has set you free, if God has done it, you're free indeed. The word says, amen, whom the Son sets free is free indeed. And that means when God washed me with the blood of Christ, I'm washed white in the snow. All of my sins have been forgiven, amen. Behold, I'm a new creature in God. Why? Because now I'm in Christ Jesus, amen. But he warned them, amen. He said they're going to have a form of godliness, but deny the power thereof. From such turn away. For this, hmm, take this, listen good. This sort of thing which creep into houses and lead captive. This is the word of God. Now, don't get mad at me. Silly women, laden with sins, amen. Notice what happened nowadays, amen. We've turned this thing around, bro. We, we, we're at the point now where instead of the man being the head of the wife, amen, he said the husband is the head of the, that's the word, he's the head of the wife, just like Christ is the head of the church, that thing is flipped. Or we find a man where instead of the men being men and taking care of and defending the household, the woman's doing it. Instead of man going out and working, we'll find him taking the girl to work and he goes home and lays around all day or hang out with the homeboys all day long just trying to pick her up. He'll go home, bring her home. He goes, hang out all night long and come back the next morning. Man, you better not say nothing. Women, you don't have to take that kind of mess because that's telling me that you're a silly woman and you've been led captive, amen, by those individuals who don't have God in their life. If you don't have a God-fearing man in your life, amen, I'm not telling you to divorce your husband and your wife. Because the Bible says, amen, that he is sanctified through you if you're covered. But you got to pray for him, and you got to stand firm, and you got to make sure God is first, amen. And at some point, we pray that God will save him, he will deliver him, he will bring him around, and he'll be able to look back and say, baby, I'm sorry about what I've done to you. God, I've sinned against you and you alone. Please forgive me for what I've done. I need to be a better man. I need to be a better Christian. I need to walk in the newness of life. So if you find yourself, you're not saved, and he's not saved. you got a problem. If you find yourself that you're saved, and yet, you're doing things contrary to what God tells you to do. Get it right. Take the God in prayer, and God will make it all right. But you got to be willing, amen, to follow the direction of God. 
Timothy, listen. He realized perilous times are coming, and Paul showed him all these things. He said, here they are. And you may know somebody like this here. They're always learning, yet they're never, never able to come to the knowledge of the truth. They know all these things in the book, and then they can tell you what George Meyer said. They can tell you what Jake said, but they can't tell you what the Word of God says. That's a problem. They're ever learning, yet they're never ever able to come to the knowledge of truth. What is the truth? Jesus Christ is the Son of God. God sent him down to die for the sins of this world. Amen. And when we were yet in our sins and trespasses, Jesus died for us. And oh, by the way, he died and God raised him up from the dead. And one of these days, and it won't be very long, God is going to send him back down, amen, to bring home all of those who belong to him, amen. And those of you who don't, God is going to raise you up to judgment and then cast out into eternal damnation. He went on and said, there's nothing new. But here's the, here's the whole matter, amen. Urgency of salvation, church. All of these things, if they're covered by the blood, you need not worry about these things, but you have to be knowledgeable of what's going on. My fear right now, make it plain, my fear now, amen, as I listen to the spirit of my fear now, amen, we're getting a new president. And many folk, amen, they're letting their guards down. They're letting their spiritual guard down because they're going to take and they're going to place their hope and their trust in someone different because they seem to be in the know. And they're going to turn away from God, thinking they're going to have a better life because they got somebody different. I mean, I don't care who the president is. God is still God. He still sits high. He still looks low. He still reigns on the just and the unjust. I mean, God is still trying to get us right. He says salvation is urgent. You've got to do it now. And once you're saved, I mean, you'll find yourself walking in the will of God. God, I want to be like Christ. Amen. Every day I want to be better and better. I want to be like God. And even when I die, when my head hits a down pillow, God, I want you to raise me up, amen, to new life with you, God, where I can be with you eternally, amen. That's what it is, amen. But he says that they shall proceed no further. All of the craziness is only going to go so far. But here's the conclusion of the whole matter, amen. In, in Hebrews chapter 1, God says it this way, amen, that he has in these last days, he's spoken unto us by his son. In these days, Paul told Timothy what's going to happen. But I'm telling you today, man, these times are going to come and they're not very far. I believe we're living them right now, amen. And God himself has already spoken to us in these last days, about these last days, amen, that the only way to get right is through his son, Jesus Christ. Because he has appointed him heir of all things, by whom also he made the world. I mean, in the beginning was the word, the word was with God, the word was God, and that is Christ Jesus. And even now, if you don't get right with him, amen, salvation is your urgent, but you're going to miss it. Salvation, church, you need it now. The Lord's brought me in several times, but we're at the point where salvation is what matters. All that we do, we do it to make sure folk can see God in what we're doing, and not us. None of us, amen, it's all about glorifying God. That's what Paul was trying to do here. Timothy, I'm letting you know, I don't want you to get discouraged. And church, I don't want you to get discouraged. When you hear him say, peace, peace, and yet you look out, and there's still trouble. I look out on the street, amen, and it seems peaceful, but you know things are not right. That's designed to lull us into a false sense of security. They that walk in the spirit, and then you're deaf in the spirit, God's going to take care of you. But you walk in the flesh, you're walking based on what you see, what you hear, how you feel. But you 
salvation is urgent. I can't stress it enough. Paul explained to Timothy what's going to happen, and I'm explaining to you now what's going to happen. We're going to get to the place where we're following man more than we're following God. We're going to follow man so much, we're going to trust him so much, we're going to stop trusting God. And then all of a sudden you're going to wake up when it's too late and try to get right. Church, I told you what's going to happen in these last days, these last times. But the thing that you need to do is turn from your wicked ways. That's what the word says. Humble yourself and pray. Seek his face. Amen. If we do that, church, everything will be all right. Those who walk in God's will, keep walking in God's will. Keep walking in God's way. Keep telling men and women that the wages of sin is death and they give to God's eternal life. Even when it seems like everything is good. Because, folks, when you ask them if they're saved, if they have the devil in them, and I'm going to tell you a true story, if they have him in him, in him, he's going to be filled if I ask them when they were saved. They won't believe it. They won't believe it. Oh, but they later ask him again, I already told you that. Oh, that's a problem. Do you really have him? If you ask me five times, am I saved? Five times, do I love him? I'm going to tell you yes. Maybe like Peter, Lord, you know I love you. Salvation is urgent, church. And this morning, my appeal to you, if you're not saved, if you're unsure, if you find any of these descriptors that Paul laid out, if you find yourself in that, you've got to get right with God. And oh, by the way, I can't do it. I can't make you right. I can preach the word. I can show you the way. But the only one who's going to make you right is Christ Jesus. He says, if any man be in Christ, He's a new creature. Then old things, that crazy you used to do, it's all passed away. Everything becomes new. You look at you. I'm new. I don't feel the same way. You went to bed, a mess, and a wreck, amen. You got converted, amen. And now look at you, a brand new person. If you're in Christ, those who don't know God, they're going to know that you're different. If you don't believe it, try God. Find and see what it happened. Just say, there's something different about this. Sis. What is it? Paul said, as he's dying, there's a crown of righteousness laid up for him. But not only him, for all of those who believe in Jesus Christ. Is that you today? Do you believe that Jesus is the Son of God? Do you believe that God sent him down to die for your sins? Do you believe that God raised him up from the dead? Do you believe that one of these days he's coming back? If you do, amen, all you have to do is confess it, believe it, and you receive salvation. And walk in the news of life and then just stand and wait for God to come back again. Amen. God bless you. God keep you up there. This morning, if you have not received Christ, or if you receive him during this broadcast, let us know on Facebook. Let us know on a podcast. Receive this text. Let me see. Let us know that you receive him. But if you have not, and you're ready to receive him now, we're going to pray with you this morning. Amen. That you go ahead and hold up your hand on Facebook. Amen. As we go to Romans chapter 10. Amen. Romans chapter 10. 
understand it enough, they may doubt they remember it by now, but we're going away. We will pray to God. You're ready to receive Christ. I have to put it out there. Why? Because we can take private communion. Christ said very clearly, if you be ashamed of me before men, I will be ashamed of you before my Father who will not confess you to men. But if you acknowledge Christ before men, Christ will acknowledge you before God. He's the only one who can stand on your behalf. Amen? Romans chapter 10, verse 1, excuse me, verse 9. Romans chapter 10, verse 9. It says that if thou shalt confess with the mouth the Lord Jesus, and shalt believe in thine heart that God hath raised him from the dead, thou shalt be saved. For with the heart man believes unto righteousness, and with the mouth confession is made unto salvation. But the scripture says, Whosoever believe on him shall not be ashamed. For there is no difference between the Jew and the Greek. For the same Lord over all is rich unto all that call upon him. For whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. This morning, if you're ready to receive Christ, if you believe that he died for your sins, you believe that God raised him up from the dead, you believe that he's coming back again, we ask you to confess it out of your mouth and believe in your heart and receive God. Amen. That's you. Amen. Just hold your hand up where you are. We're going to bow in prayer. Father God, even now, some have come, God, confessing that Jesus Christ is Lord and Savior. Maybe your only begotten Son that you gave to die for us. God, they've confessed it. God, they believe it in their heart. And now, God, we ask that according to your word, you will save them, God. And God, we ask that you seal them with your Holy Spirit and keep them, God, until the day of redemption when your son Jesus come back. Oh, Lord God, even now, Lord God, we do ask that you glorify thyself through the preaching of your word, Father God. And we pray that you have allowed your word to fall on fertile ground, that someone might be saved beyond now, God. We ask it in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. God bless you. Uh, may God keep you until next week.